Hello. Man, we're the best. Yeah. We're so great. We got that done. Yeah. You know, there's been there have been some times recently that we haven't even started by this time of night, so we're way ahead of schedule. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So <laughs> welcome to the show, everyone. Yes, welcome to the show. Welcome to the jungle. Hallelujah <laughs> to the sixteen loyal fans. Thank you for tuning in. Oh, that's not accurate. But <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so, so you can go to patreon.com slash Lex and Matt to listen to a special horror film slash Halloween type of episode. That's right. We're that, ahead of the game. Uh, is up as of now. You can go look at it now. So anyway, go to that thing, rate, review, subscribe on Apple. That helps us out a lot. That's a thing that you can do for free. Yeah. Tell your, tell your friends, tell your family. Don't, don't tell your family. You know what? That might not be their thing. But <laughs> anyway, so yeah, share us, all that stuff. We love you all. We if appreciate you wanna, your support. We appreciate you. We want to put you in that ooky spooky mood. So come mm-hmm. on through to the Patreon. Slide mm-hmm. into the Patreon's DMs. And oh, oh, don't do that. No, don't I do control that. the Patreon. <laughs> well, I don't know if you don't. Wanna, See your dick. I what? Mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what goes on on that Patreon, y'all, but if you've got a special message for Lex that doesn't involve showing your dick, then yeah, go ahead and drop oh, yeah. in those DMs. I will kill you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> or at least forward it to your family members. Ugh, no. I mean, Ugh. obviously they lost it. You know, this photo wasn't meant for you. Maybe send it to their wife or their if loved ones. If that happens, you are no longer a sweet chili baby. That is the worst punishment I could give you. Yeah, you are a sour chili <laughs> baby. <laughs> no, you're a sour tortilla old person. Oh. Like, you gotta go opposite. Like tortillas. Okay. Is that close? Never mind. I don't Never know. Never mind. We're going with What's that. The opposite of chili. Yeah. Is it a broth? Are you a sour broth? It's like a borscht. Elderly? It's like a sour borscht. <laughs> sour borscht elderly. Sour borscht elderly. Yeah. yeah. That sounds awful. That works. Okay. That is. Yeah. If you. <laughs> how How is this our life? This is. Um, this is what the people came for. This is what they want to hear. Um, if you send me dick pics, you are a sour borscht elderly. Right. I also, mean, we'll block you and report you. So. I feel like we've we've gone 32 episodes emphatically letting people know that that's not your brand. So <laughs> not my tempo. Is the, <laughs> it's not your tempo. Not my fucking tempo. Not your brand. <laughs> no, not my brand. Okay. Let's. Okay. Let's get into the the stories of the week. Yes. So I don't really feel like talking about Joker too much. Um, But I guess this has kind of been brought up because they were asking Martin Scorsese about Marvel movies. Okay. Or or, or superhero movies in general. And I think Marvel movies was kind of what he was addressing. Anyway. No, specifically um, Marvel movies. You're right. You're right. Right, and now Marvel kind of gets that, like, oh, it's superhero movie, it's the Marvel movie. Right, like, yeah, like I think that's the thing. How in the eighties, Nintendo meant video game. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and so basically, he said it's a longer quote, but he said it's not cinema. <laughs> um, okay. And he he's saying it's theme parks, basically. Like that was his comparison. Okay. 
and people got very mad because of the internet. And in all fairness <laughs> to on several counts, but the first count being that uh, Joker is basically a ripoff of one of his films, <laughs> <laughs> which is the King of Comedy, Taxi yeah. Driver, actually two of his films. Um, so people got very mad. Yeah, I. You know what? The deal. I mean, I'm I'm glad that I didn't see the anger for that one. Like, I, I don't even doubt that it James happened. Gunn, even James Gunn was like, not anger, but he wasn't like outrage. He was like, just, he was like, I'm really sad that, you know, because he's so influential <laughs> on me. And I'm like, God yeah. damn, like what? Yeah. Yeah. Now see that I get that I get, because if you are in the movie industry, if you're a filmmaker and one of these just well-respected uh, names in cinema, they're not cinema, right? That right. was the specific word that he used. Okay. But for years, you go to these conventions and everything, because obviously, you know, working on superhero movies, you're at conventions, and you hear what people say. You you, you have them coming up on the streets, you saying, you know what, this moved me. You know, this oh, yeah. came out around the time that I lost a loved one, and, you know, it really reminded me. Like, even like for James Gunn, the, the beginning of the movie, uh, you know, where... Uh, oh, his movies, his his Marvel movies are some of the most emotional of the bunch. Yeah, yeah. Where he, but you know, just specifically where uh, Quill lost his mom. You know, like I can see somebody saying, "Yeah, that really touched me." I mean, it kind of moved me a little bit too. And then to hear like one of your heroes come through and be like, "Yeah, that's not cinema." I think that what Scorsese meant by that was there, uh, and this is, I think, this is definitely a thing with. All culture, but in movie culture in particular, particularly with pretentious movie culture, which I know well, um, because I've been around film students and they are the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, it's they're not the worst, but they're pretty bad. Uh, drama kids might be a little bit higher, but you know what else? Uh, I I think I think what Scorsese meant was that there are movies and then there are like cinema art films yeah yeah so, but it, so it did like, seem like he it did though. That to be m- movies but not art like it seemed like a dig i mean any way you slice it oh, or it he was, meant it yeah, that it, way it was, or it, yeah it was but uh, this is <clears throat> this is another thing you have to understand too i can't blame even the legendary directors or the directors in between or whatever who are kind of pissed off right now about uh-huh. the state of filmmaking because i mean he can't like when when they're when you got guys like Spielberg and Scorsese who can't get films made right now oh. like n- no seriously their 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 films are not making enough money for these studios uh-huh. Martin Scorsese's um oh, man what was the movie that he just made i need to look the this Irishman? up Irishman no, no, no. The Irishman is coming out, but it's coming out on Netflix, and I don't even think he was wanting to do that. Huh. I think that was like a thing, and, and they they want to make film on film. Mm-hmm. They're you know, they're just not films are they're real. There are no real in between films anymore. Like they don't make like a comedy for thirty million dollars or whatever. Like they make. Actually, that might be true. They used to make like when Harry Met Sally would be like a fifteen million dollar film or whatever. It would do well. It was <laughs> yeah. good. Now it's like it's either massive 
mm-hmm. or you made it on your phone kind of thing. Yeah. There's no real in-between, and these guys thrived in-between. And that's fine. But do we think that maybe, you know, that's that's not really on the film going public. That's kind of on them because they've been doing these type of films their entire careers. And there was eventually going to come a time where movie making evolved. It's, it was going to change with or without them. And if they haven't evolved along with it, then, you know, they get left behind, unfortunately. But even, even in that, even in that point, it seems like the Joker itself kind of contradicts all of that because they hate superhero films. They think it's just popcorn, you know, but then they make a superhero movie or a superhero adjacent movie and it's got, you know, all these glowing reviews from all these, you know, these... it actually doesn't. They're, they're DC's kind of fucking up with that. Like they're hmm. the, the reviews on TV. I keep reading reviews. I sent you like 12 reviews Yeah, and they were not good. Like, they were saying that Joaquin Phoenix is good, but that the movie was pretentious, <laughs> which is what's hilarious, because yeah. that's the very thing that Scorsese is being. I'm not denying that he's he's being that way, or yeah. whatever. Um, the movie I was thinking of that Scorsese made was uh, Silence. Okay. The movie okay. Silence, which is like a heavy religious... It, it's a Scorsese film, like, in the sense of, like... It, it's it, it's digging in deep. He, you know, as much as he's known for these gangster type movies, he yeah. really is very religious and explores those ideas in quite a few of his movies. And it's always interesting to me. But the whole thing is, I think that I don't have a problem with these big movies being made. Mm-hmm. I love them. I enjoy them. But I do have a problem, and I understand the anger uh-huh. that goes that is wrongfully placed on them, the movies, when it should be placed on these studios. Yeah. Because, like, the in-between movies, and these are some of the movies that we, like, some of the best movies ever made were the in-between movies. The movies that nobody thought was going to make X, Y, and Z money, but you know what? They went, give them 15 million and see what happens. Yeah. And they're not making those types of movies anymore, and that's what really is upsetting I think to a lot of people, it's, you know, I don't know. They, they, they make these films and they're like, if we don't sell however many hundreds of millions of dollars worth of tickets and however many toys and all of this stuff, then we are doomed. So let's, you know, we were just talking about China, like, like let's appeal to China. Let's do this. Let's do that. And so when he's going that's not cinema. I disagree having seen the films, and I would bet he probably hasn't seen many of them at all, if at all. Um, having seen the films, I disagree because I think there's great art being made within that context. But I also understand the criticism of this industry doing some things that I don't think are a good idea even long term. Yeah. Like they're making they're making their money now, but what's gonna be the like what's the long term for this? The what's long gonna... term is then you can repackage all 
of these movies in a five hundred dollar yeah. set for oh, Christmas. Oh yeah, I saw that. Jesus, that is some bullshit. Let me tell yeah. you, like I love this stuff. Anybody who's listened to me for more than five minutes knows that I love Marvel movies. I love superhero movies. I love seeing this shit over and over and over again. But you know what I'm not about to do is pay $500 for movies I already own, 4K or not. I'm sorry. And, and, and we can get back to the point in a second. No, you're good. I feel betrayed because I purchased the collector's edition of Phase 1 that came in the uh, Shield briefcase yeah. with all the bells and whistles and How stuff. many movies is it, by the way? 22? Sorry. Uh, just... I think it's like 20. 22 23 maybe but yeah so anyway yeah it's actually it actually if it's 500 dollars, that actually ends up being 22 bucks a piece but then if you think about it like by the time as old as some of these movies are even if it is 4k some of these movies would have been bundled together in like a two for one or three for one deal you know yes I, i'm I, I won't disagree with that i just was curious about what the breakdown would be yeah yeah because that's and just how my brain was i'm like yeah let's do that for a 4k <laughs> that's not bad you pay about 30 bucks for a 4k yeah. unless you get it on sale so but i mean doesn't it like if you get a digital copy of a movie wait just to go back for a second okay yeah, you're good the phase two set was in the uh whatever the rock the meteorite that yondu and uh and quill were fighting over in um guardians of the galaxy the first one that was like, you know, the the phase two set. I was excited for phase yeah. three. Guess yeah. what? It's not happening because they decided to go ahead and do this huge $500 bundle instead. So fuck that. I'm disappointed in that. I don't um, blame you. Yeah, because I mean, literally, I waited for all these movies to be done to get that set. So I don't yeah. have any of these. So I guess I'm a target demographic. Whatever. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> like no, you, I, I get it. If you buy digital, don't you get the 4K version on like movies anywhere or whatever? Like, don't they just automatically upgrade you to the 4K version? Or am I just imagining that? I have no clue. I don't buy digital. I don't. I, when I when I buy a movie, I buy a physical copy. So. Yeah, but you oh. know what I mean. Like, you get the physical copy, and it no, comes I with understand. like the I code. I don't know if they do that though. Okay. Uh, they might not. They, hmm. They're. <laughs> There's so many things wrong within that industry that, like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I do, I do people like the idea. At, people were mad at Scorsese, and yeah. I, I, I get the counterpoint. I don't even agree necessarily with him, but I was like, eh, okay, I'm like, all right. yeah, yeah. I get why. I get why. I get the context of why he feels that way. Sure. And like they don't make them like they used to. It's it's old man no, shakes fist and, at cloud. And and people, I uh, of course also saw people bashing Scorsese. And I'm like, if you don't understand, <laughs> look, you might not agree with him, but if you don't understand that Scorsese is not only one of the greatest filmmakers of all time, but is one of the most literate um, in the history of film. People, right. Like like he knows film. He has studied it. He's written books. He, I mean, this guy knows film. So don't fucking play that game and act like you know more than him about film. Yeah, no, no, you You're, don't. There's, there's, there are a few people that do, even in the industry. But, yeah, it's interesting that... I would say probably, like, Quentin Tarantino is another one of those that's like, oh, yeah, he knows what he's talking about. He can, He knows films. Right. Even if he doesn't make good films all the time, he knows films. Like, he's a buff. Right. He gets it. Um, another thing that I found surprising in that same vein, I saw a, uh, a video this week that actually broke down some of the camera shots of Toy Story 4 and how they were I just, yeah, but like, 
the camera shots of Toy Story 4, even though it's all yeah. digital, even though it's all like computer animated, just some of the choices that they made in there, like to put certain things in yeah. focus and to do like that split focus. That's- that's the genius, though. That's what makes, especially Pixar movies, so beautiful is yeah. that they understand how a camera works. <laughs> a camera. Did you works. see? Um. Did you see Up? No, 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 not Up, not Up. Uh, inside. Yes. Yeah. So. Inside of you? Yeah. Yeah. What I didn't, um, <laughs> what I didn't realize about that movie is that when they're in the real world, uh, and they're following the characters around. It's usually like that, that shaky cam sort of, you know, homicide mm-hmm. life on the street sort of deal. Um, but when they're in her mind, it's all like, you know, the steady cam, you know, yeah, like around. dolly shots and yeah. stuff like that. Like yeah. They go through all that. They don't have to. Like that's stuff that people wouldn't normally notice, but they do it for the film buffs. And Scorsese is for the film buffs, just to bring it back I, to the I original think point. That, no, I think that they, uh, I would argue that to effectively make a beautiful film they do have to do that though because they're they're getting things that you're not picking up on That's they're true. you know you you don't know why you feel uneasy when you watch this scene oh but they're do they actually are doing this like secret like film shot that that messes with your brain you know yeah. so yeah. i think that that's just you know, really great filmmaking. And there are plenty of movies that are well constructed, like they're, they're well made. They're really fun, but they're not necessarily putting that thought into it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, maybe like, uh, no, I don't want to bring up that. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to bring up a franchise, but then I'm like, nope, you know what? Some people <laughs> like that. And it would sound like I was bashing it. I'm not. That's I'm fine. Not. So in the context of this situation, I thought what Scorsese said was fine. It's his opinion. Um, I liked Samuel L. Jackson's response to it. You know, what did he say? It was classy. Like it wasn't like, you know, he didn't come down on Scorsese or anything like that. He, he paid respect to the man. He was like, you know, just people saying that it's not art. It's not cinema. It's like saying Bugs Bunny ain't funny. Like it may not be like the highest form of comedy, but you're laughing at it. So. It's obviously yeah, entertaining. I completely agree with that. I think that's a great analogy, a great way to look at it. I agree with that. You know, <laughs> there might be a higher form of comedy. I, I don't disagree that there's a higher form of comedy, but like that doesn't mean it's not funny. Right. Yeah, right. that's great. I like that a lot. I agree with Samuel. <laughs> yeah, everybody's got an opinion. So, I mean, it's okay. Ain't nobody going to yeah. stop from making movies. So, yeah. No, Good no, job. no. Good job on you, Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Tom Holland thing was interesting. That was. Mark. I thought so that I guess was he endearing. was like the reason that he, he like he was the reason that they're they're because they are making <laughs> movies again together. Yeah. Which oh, who could have predicted that? Exactly. Um, like okay, so we can get the conspiracy theories right out of the way and just say like this was just an elaborate thing to like. I move would one totally or two of them. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, just to move one party or the other, uh, move their needle in the right direction, whatever. But what we do know is that the deal is back on, and uh, Bob Iger chose to share with Jimmy Kimmel that part of the reason that it's back is because Tom Holland called him and pleaded with him to continue the deal. 
and said he was crying on the yeah, phone. Yeah, but he said he was just he was just joking about that. But yeah, okay, I didn't watch it. I read the quote. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> he was he was that just was saying that joke. jokingly. Okay, like, because cool. I mean, I could see Tom Holland doing that too, which is I, that's it's the thing. Oh, I totally awesome. believe it, and I totally believe that Tom Holland would would both cry, yeah, and would not be ashamed of crying. Right. Like, and that's that's one of the things I definitely enjoy about him. He seems like a genuine guy. He's he's that. very he's very uh, endearing. Like, if you want to get a sense for Tom Holland without him being Spider Man, um, watch that show on Netflix, Chef, that has uh, you know just different. Um, oh, uh, John Favreau. Favreau. Yeah, he goes around and just like cooks with different chefs in their kitchens and sits down and has has meals with different celebrities and stuff like that. It's almost like Table for Five, but um, it, it's it's got more of a cooking slant to it. Anyway, there's and he a... He was uh, a good child star, too. Tom Holland was in that movie a couple of years back Yeah. Um, when he was a kid, and it wa- or a younger kid. He's still a kid, but whatever. Um, <laughs> when he was like a kid kid, he was... I think it was called like The Impossible or something like that, huh. and it was about the 2004 tsunami... Oh, wow. And how this family was like completely separated and ripped apart and trying to find each other, trying to survive like in the aftermath of the tsunami. <laughs> yeah. And it was Ewan McGregor and uh, Naomi Scott, I believe. And then he was he was one of the kids in it. It was really, really great movie. Cried yeah. like a baby watching it. I mean, he brings a lot more um, just emotion to the role than he has any business doing. And that's great. That's the great thing about him. Yeah. But I on Chef, it. and I, I highly recommend Chef to anybody that hasn't seen it either because it's it's pretty great. Um, the Chef Show, it's called. There was a movie that oh. it's based on. And that's what it is. Yeah, so Chef. Jean Favreau did a movie where he played a, a food truck chef and he really got into it. So he and the gentleman that trained him uh, to make the uh, the cooking look authentic go on the road and they cook with all these different chefs across, from across the country. And it's yeah. just, it's so cool. And it'll make you want to try every single thing on that screen, you know? Oh, yeah. I get um, into late night shows like that, or it's yeah. like diners, drives, and dives, or something like that, where you're like, <laughs> let me just watch food for a while and yeah. Yeah. die inside. <laughs> but it's it's really good. It's really entertaining. And it's cool to see Tom Holland just hanging out with, like, him and Robert Downey Jr. and just, uh, you know, talking. <laughs> just being himself yeah. so check yeah. that out yeah but i'm glad tom holland like kind of used a little bit of swagger to get this back you know yeah i'm still not convinced it wasn't a ruse. <laughs> right not like that tom holland was in, in on the ruse i think he might have been a um a sweet victim of could the you ruse. imagine like bob Iger and whatever he just hung up and the deal was already done but then tom holland called him and he was like this is how we're going to tell the public about this Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. yes this is perfect thank you tom yes okay yeah. we'll go ahead and bring Spider-Man we got it back. we got it <laughs> oh my gosh so yeah so that happened yeah um yeah so so apparently they're doing playstation 5 yeah yeah i was wondering which one you're gonna go with next i was just curious <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't know so, about that other one. We, yeah. we're, we're both looking at our notes, and we're both going, <laughs> I don't know about that other one. Um, All right, yeah. let's talk about PlayStation. PlayStation 5 is happening. Um, they're telling us that it's going to come out holiday 2020. Uh, now, which will is, this be the first one? Because uh, when is Xbox supposed to come out, have they said? 
Oh, they haven't said yet. I okay. mean, they, so they've admitted of its existence. They've, they've acknowledged its existence, but they, they haven't given a firm date yet. Um, okay. but this is the first, like, uh, you know, basic wheelhouse. And they always do this. And then Xbox will come out a few days later and say, Oh yeah, you know, well, we're coming, uh, right before the holiday 2020. So get ready. Yeah. And then it's going to be like, you know, a uh, rock, paper, scissors of who, who does their price point first to see, uh, you know, who gets to say the lower price once the price is revealed. So get ready. Get your wallets ready, everybody. Start saving now. It's going to be so, expensive. Yeah, I kind of want you to explain this PlayStation 5 news to me because I didn't really read it. I just saw a headline and was yeah. like, PlayStation 5. And then I saw, like, they're going to change the controller? I don't like that. <laughs> and then I and then I didn't read anymore. So what's the deal with this thing? So once again, they're going to try to change the experience from the uh, the DualShock feature that we've known since PlayStation, I guess, what? 1, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I'm very skeptical of this, man. I, that controller is classic. Oh, absolutely. And if and you remember with the PlayStation 3... Momentarily, they tried to uh, they tried to remove that rumble, and oh, yeah. people weren't having that. Oh no, they were not having that. We demanded. I got one of them without the rumble, and I ended up buying like another controller because of it. It's so weird, right? Like something so small, something so insignificant is <laughs> is such a major feature uh, to us now as gamers. Like we need that rumble, we need that feedback. So what they're it's doing this cool. time, instead of taking it out. They're, uh, they're going with the haptic feedback. So, you know, with the cell phone, um, you know, when, when you have your iPhone and you have that, um, that, uh, that pushback when you push buttons and that sort of thing. So what, what they're saying it's going to do is going to give them more of a range of the type of feedback that you get from your controllers. So it's going to feel different if you're tackling somebody on a football field or if you're crashing an automobile or if you're slicing someone open with a chaos blade as Kratos or something like that. So that'll be interesting. Um, so is it going to be like a reg- – I feel like an old person. No, no, no. But I am an old person. <laughs> what is this uh, 4chan? I'm your father now. <laughs> All right. Um, so is it is it going to be like a, a controller controller or is it oh, – yeah. Yeah, okay. they're, they're not going to mess with the shape of it because they they uh, really got a lot of bad uh, feedback um, okay. when they debut the design. Again, PlayStation 3, they designed, they designed something that looked more like a boomerang. And it had oh, like I forgot a, about that. Remember that? That was real. Yeah, I'm like, looking that Like that was going to happen. So they designed this, this controller. Um, the buttons were flush against it. It really didn't look like it was going to be good for play. But now they know a little bit better. Oh God, that controller is so ugly. It really Ugh. is. It was more I looked of it a, up again. Ugh. It was more artistic. It was like a. It was some type of like art statement than anything. Um, Sony was trying to make things look more sleek. Yeah, they weren't this really looks thinking about like the playability. something you buy in a sex shop. <laughs> but they went the other direction, which this oddly enough, fucks. I'm sorry. I'm oddly enough, they have controllers now that look even more like they come from a sex shop because they have like. Oh different yeah, those, switches the, and knobs and stuff the, like that. Um, the ones that were like the control, what were the like 3D ones or whatever that have the little glowing part at the end? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Place it's PlayStation. Okay. Anyway, oh, 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 I know what you're talking about. Like the Move controllers, like the wands. Move, yeah, yeah. yeah I forgot what it was called. Yeah, yeah those, those look are like dirty. personal massagers. Yeah, uh, <laughs> for your neck. For your neck. It helps. Gal pals. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, like sometimes you need a massage. Sometimes you want to like play meat beat revolution. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, That's a Steven right, Universe on. joke. It's still innocent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. So I forgot about that controller. I like I I blocked it out. I guess. Yeah. Uh, how ugly that boomerang it was. So okay. So the controller's the same. So they haven't and shown us any images of the controller. Or likely yet. will be the same. It'll likely be the same because if you look at the lineage of PlayStation controllers, successful PlayStation controllers, they've all resembled that first Dual Shock, and I yeah. doubt that they'll they'll deviate from that at this. At this at this time, so we'll, well see. What still, and doing. they're still calling it the PS5, correct? There's, yeah, exactly. So yeah, they're continuing so I doubt lineage. It. Yeah, I I think that they should just stick stick with the name, stick with the uh, the controller. Mm-hmm. Ain't broke. Don't fix yeah. it. So they uh, the the product manager Toshi Aoki says the controller team has been working on haptic feedback since the DualShock 4 was in development. They even could have included it in the PS4 Pro. The mid-cycle refresh, though doing so would have created a split experience for gamers. So the feature the feature suite was held for the next generation. Okay. Uh, there's that some improvements sense. to the DualShock 4. The next-gen controller uses a USB Type-C connector for charging, and you can play through the cable as well. So that's cool. Another dumb question. What's a Type-C? So the Type-C is the type of uh, connection that you have on your Nintendo Switch right now. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, see, explain it to me like I'm five. That's, no, 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 because this helps no, me too. I appreciate it. I <laughs> I get it. I saw what you're doing. I love it. I'm hey, good with it. You know what? Because the only reason nope. I care, I don't care about. Oh, it's got a higher fidelity of exchange and all that. I don't give a fuck about that. Let me tell you what I care like, about. What is it for more than one thing? Exactly. I care yeah. about if I have to bring more than one plug with yep. me when I travel. That's it. Agreed. So, I. I just love when people explain things to me in like the common term and not in, in not like take Fifth Street and go down this way. They're like, go up. There's a Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> when you hit that Dunkin' Donuts, take a left. If you do not take a left, like I, I love when people explain to me in those terms because yeah. that's what my brain gets. <laughs> so when you're like, it's that thing that you use <laughs> to charge your other system, like good, good, right. Cool. Google Maps does that now too, by the way. Like I've I've noticed sometimes, and I know I, I'm sure it's like some type of like sponsors sponsorship synergy or something. But like it'll go turn left by the Dunkin' Donuts. It's like what the what really? That's okay, weird. yeah. I haven't been able to use my GB. I need a new phone. <laughs> I'm, I should be getting a new phone fairly soon because nice. my my thing can upgrade. But it's a it's not a it's not a like. Oh, I'm gonna get a new phone. It's a. I kind of need a new phone because uh. my GPS is completely broken in it mm. at this point, and it's like go left, go left, go left, go left, go left. So it just repeats over and over. it gets stuck in a loop. This sounds like, like a horror movie in the making. Don't do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So I don't have GPS right now, which is fun. Uh, not that I need it for a lot of things, but every once in a while you have that situation where like, I'm going to a new place. I'm not quite sure the layout. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Sometimes I just like to know how to get to places that I know how to get to faster. Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing too. Yeah. With uh, Google maps. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's, it's messed up. It's driving me nuts. I'm trying not to let it get to me because I'm like, look, I got to wait till this, this phone contract is up. Which is thankfully soon, but yeah, it's a mess. 
So there is there is a little something else I want to talk about. No, episode. yeah, I'm sorry. We were no, no, no. The uh, PlayStation Five or whatever. Yeah. Is there anything else to it that like? They showed one screenshot of the uh, upcoming Gran Turismo something game that's coming Always out with do it. Do Gran Turismo like Gran Turismo their- Sport? Like that's their that's their launch game. That's always but their when's launch the game. Last time any of us have played Gran Turismo. Some people are like crazy for that. Really? Like they they are just like hungry for a new Gran Turismo. You. It's good. Yeah. Man, some of these <laughs> PS5s look ugly. I just Google image PlayStation. 5. Oh yeah, some of the specs. I hate those, man. Like people never get it right. Mm-mm. People are always like, it's gonna look like the letter V. Okay. Yeah, that's that's actually what this thing kind of looks like. <laughs> yeah, kind of looks like Darth Vader letter V. Right, it's Gizmodo like, is what I'm looking at. Because they always forget the fact that you have to put this on a shelf next to other pre-existing technology. Yeah. And while you want it to be cool and shiny and new, you also don't want it to be like taking up too much space or you know just garish sitting up there. This is rendering from a. Dutch tech company hmm. uh, is what they said in the comments. Cause I like someone was like, where the hell do these come from? Like these <laughs> images. So that's, that's who made it this time. That's fine. Like I've seen things that are like cylindrical, you know, like you're going to have your Nintendo rolled away from you. How like, much do you think it... this thing's going to cost, man? I think it's going to be like 500. Ugh. I think it's going to be five. Yeah. Cause they, they want to get people in there. Um, it's got a solid state drive. That's yeah. Gonna, I mean, that's, uh, that alone is going to knock up the price. And when you go to the store with a grand, you have to be able to pick up your Avengers movies and your PlayStation 5. So. God, you know, <laughs> that is a really depressing thing. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But, I, I mean, I just really. wonder, when am I going to be out of gaming? The fucking balls. The fucking balls to charge $500 for something that you're about to offer on your streaming service in the near future. What the fuck? Okay, okay. Sorry, I'm back. I'm back. No, I'm no, back. no, it's okay. I, I just, I'm, I'm just like, when am I going to not buy these systems? This might be it. Like, I don't know. Yeah, Depending I don't know. It costs. I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep doing it. You know what? Um, I missed like out. Nintendo has done a really good job of, like, keeping the Switch. Yeah. Well, fun, price. new, fresh. Easily priced, or reasonably priced, reasonably priced. But you know what? I missed out on the PlayStation 3 launch, and I always regretted that because I missed out on the backwards compatibility, and I missed out on just being able to play those PlayStation 3 games right away. Like, no, um, I, I get it. I'm not saying like it, I don't. I mean, it, it's not a question of wanting it. No, I kind of want it. It's just mm-hmm. the like, is it going to be feasible? I don't know. Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to assume everybody's budget is, like, enough to afford that, of course, because, honestly, this is a luxury. You know, we got to keep that oh, in, in, yeah. in consideration, too. Like, it's it's not a necessity. Obviously, if you have a car note or rent to pay, <laughs> you shouldn't have to decide between that no. and a video game system. Um, it's fun, but it's also a distraction. And, you know, just, just, just stack those decks and then... Yeah, we all have a ready. thing that yeah. like is escapism or whatever. But the, I guess the point that I was kind of looking to make was how much is Nintendo and the Switch going to benefit from these new systems being so expensive? Oh yeah, yeah. Because they're reasonable. 
mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. But how much shelf life do you think the, the, the Switch has left in it? It's going to be outdated by the time the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox whatever launch. By next Christmas? No, it's not. They've no already way. They've already released the smaller, more svelte, cheaper version. You know, that usually happens later in a system's lifespan. I love the Switch. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm not getting rid of it anytime soon. But as far as like the graphical power of the system itself, I mean, it was struggling with like WWE 2K18. I, I, no. I, I mean, if this is the shelf life of their game, their game system, mm-hmm. then they're fucked. Cause like that is way too short of a time. Yeah, but I mean, that's the thing. You can't really measure Nintendo with that same measuring stick. They're very niche. It's a toy, you know? And I'm not saying that in a derogatory way at all. I'm saying it's a very unique experience. It's like you can treat the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox like rivals. You can treat them like, uh, you know, PCs almost. No, I get that. Like, it's a different type of competition. I just have a hard time believing that... That the Nintendo is not going to be just as powerful next Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like as far as selling games, and I mean, yeah, they're gonna the console market, but like, I I just I don't know. I mean, will they come out with another upgraded version of it, like with better interface or something? I can see that happening. Like that a Switch Pro was going to happen around the time that they announced the Switch Lite, and instead. Again, rumor has it, they got cold feet and gave us just the one with the uh, the better battery life instead. I mean, I think that the, they will end up doing that. And that might be a thing that they do, you know, beginning of 2021 or something like that. But mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't know. I think it's got a longer shelf life than that. I don't I mean, think it's like long, the Wii, you know. I think it's going to last let us, As long as they don't do that weird Nintendo thing where they cut off access to all of your digital games that you've downloaded onto it. Then keep the party I'm going. Sorry, what? Well, you know how it goes what are you with like about? how Nintendo sometimes will make you buy the same game. They'll make you buy Super Mario Brothers on each and every system that you buy from them. You know, like DS. Oh, it's Super Mario Brothers. Uh, you gotta pay us for it. Oh, you own it on the Wii already? So what? Doesn't matter. You know, there's no cross play there. Even though it's the same oh, exact fucking game. Okay. Yeah. That is weird. Yeah, so if they if they allow us to transfer our digital games like Untitled Goose Game to whatever the 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 um you know next Switch is, then that's cool. Go ahead. Go I haven't played Untitled more. Goose Game, but you told me about Untitled Goose Game because I was very confused as to what the memes were. I was like, yeah. Matt, I don't. What is this thing? What is? It? I think I specifically the context of it was Matt. What's this goose on Twitter? <laughs> Which is just a really weird question. Right, right. Really weird question. Right. And you were like, it's a goose game. And then you sent me the video and I was like, yep, that, that checks out. Mm-hmm. That's the it's, thing. It's a goose I, game. I, okay. There you go. I mean, do I need to play the goose game? I think you do. It's two, it's like two hours long. It's, uh, it's priced to own. It's not the most expensive thing in the world. And you're just a goose that goes around fucking with people. And it's great. So but weird. It is, it is weird. But, you know, it's just one of those things. It just, you know, it just catches on and people get with it. Um, but, you know, so back to PlayStation for, for a moment. So PlayStation now, they reduce the price of it monthly 
Um, now, what is this again? PlayStation uh, now don't they have is, like Zoo and so I can't keep track. Yeah, because they name everything PlayStation something, so it's hard yeah. to keep track. But PlayStation Now was their streaming service. It's their on-demand okay. gaming service. Okay. And what that is basically is you get to play. Well, it's pretty much just like the Game Pass, except with more steps. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Allow me to explain. So yeah. they have a library of games to choose from. Um, they have PS4 games, PS3, and PS2. They only have like maybe 10 PS2 games on there. I don't know if that rotates or whatever, but it's just some of the most random PS2 games that you would think. Unfortunately, not stuff that I'd be looking for either. Like yeah. I want SSX. I want, you know. God, I, yes, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. You know, some stuff like that or, or just, just some other games. You know, there's not even a Kingdom Hearts on there. I know they've remixed and re-uploaded and recoded on all that stuff, but I would you know, take a, a re re-uploaded type of version of SSX. I like would love that. that. Like oh. an HD. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's time. That. It's time. Come on. Studios. But anyway. Um, I think the music rights are a big part of that, but it, I'll get, I'll get back to my original. My I don't original care. Point. Someone so, do it. <laughs> what you do is, um, you play whatever game you choose from their list. And, you know, PS3, they have a good library there. They got some good PS4 games. They just added some, some like top tier games to the PS4 list too in God of War and, uh, the, the most recent Uncharted that came out. Uh, you can, you can play those anytime you want. Um, but there are a few caveats. So if you leave the game sitting there for, I'd say, about five minutes, then a countdown timer begins. And it tells you, oh, well, you're not playing this right now, so we're going to make time for someone else to play it. I guess they have limited what? server space, and other people are waiting in line to play games. What? So it's like you're temporarily renting. You're fucking Sony. Digitally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're temporarily renting digitally a game. Um, and then once your time is up, and it's not like it times out, like if you're in the middle of a match or something like that, but it's like, right, once it, but that's nuts. Right. But once it times out after you just leave it sitting there, then it goes on to the next person and you may not be able to play it again immediately. Um, has it, rules... I, I want to know if anyone has like sat in line, basically. <laughs> I, I haven't had to yet, chart. and that's actually good. That's like a that's that's a testament to how good it is. Like, I haven't had to sit in line, but they they make sure that you know the rules before you like get invested, too invested in something. Um, they don't work the same across the board. I think that's only for more popular games. So, for something like Katamari, um. Because I love Macanamari. We talked about that recently. Katamari yeah. Forever is the one that came out for PS3. That's on demand. And never have to stand in line for that one. They don't even give you that, that warning about it. You just play it. Um, Pixel Junk Eden, which is this like super relaxing game where you go around as a little bug person and collect bits and stuff like that. Um, yeah, you can, you can play that no problem at all. He's playing that right now, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little bit of lag, like depending on your uh, your internet connection. So if you don't have the fastest connection, you will see some stuttering. Right, and that's true. I mean, if you're streaming something, you that can happen. You yeah. Know? And I mean, that's my personal preference is like if it's that substantial, if it's more than like a, you know a couple milliseconds or whatever, it takes me out of it, and I'm like, okay, I don't want this at all. If it's gonna keep on like taking me out of the moment. Or it's gonna like make me miss something critical. I don't want it at all. But 
it seems to be okay for the most part. It's just a little flicker every now and then. So I think they're doing a pretty good job here. And I, I hope the library for PlayStation 2 continues to grow because I would like to continue to support this product. Like I said, it went down in price recently. It was like 14 something. It's, it's 9.99 now a month. They have a seven day trial. So if you're curious about it, check it out. Um, yeah, just see, poke around in there, see what they got, but make sure to cancel before, you know, they charge you. Yeah, that's the thing that always gets me. Yeah. There's a there's a website now that you can uh sign up for that basically is like creates a temporary credit card. Yeah, yeah, there's a and service. And you like that... you fill that card for like one month or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever your amount of time that you want the thing. And then when it tries to like renew it, it's basically cancelled out by that card. That's kinda cool. I love that. Great idea. Great it's idea. It's a great idea. So one more thing, um, I uh, have been checking out this pretty great audio book. Um, it's called Voice Lessons: How a Couple of Ninja Turtles, Pinky, and an Animaniac Saved My Life by Rob Paulson. Okay. So Rob Paulson is the voice of Yakko Warner. He's the voice of a couple of the Ninja Turtles uh, in two different Ninja Turtle series, actually, <clears throat> and of course the voice of uh, of Pinky from Pinky and the Brain. And he's had some struggles. He's had had a battle with cancer, um, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, but fortunately, he's still with us. He's alive and kicking, and he Good. is stronger than ever. And let me tell you, um, I love, love, love this book so far. I haven't finished it, but I've gotten quite a bit into it. Um, it just came out. And what's great about it is, as he's talking about these various characters that he's played over the years... He like goes into the character voice because how could you resist? If you're the voice of Yakko Warner, of course you're gonna want to do the voice. Right. <laughs> Why wouldn't but, you? You know, and not only that, it's like, you know, you can see some of these people being kind of like, you know, disillusioned with the whole thing. He sounds like he actually absolutely loves the fact that he gets to play these characters and it just comes out in the audio version. So this is definitely one to check out audio. Uh, wise as he goes through his life story, as he talks about the ups and downs, as he talks about some uh, challenges that he he faced along the way, I I can't recommend it enough. And uh, I was able to check it out on Audible, and I think uh, you should do the same, everybody. Check it out. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I've heard I've heard that that's the uh the Jim Henson biography is done by a guy who's like really good at voices and stuff. And he, oh, really? it's like very animated and everything like that. So I've kind of been meaning to go back to that. And because I've read, I read the book book because I, I, I'm always fascinated by things like that when it's an audio book, it's just a different experience. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 He got a lot of celebrity endorsements and everything too. Yeah. Uh, on the book. Mark Hamill, Seth Green, they all loved it. Kevin Conroy, who's. Did you know, they, did any of them guy. do guest voices on it? I haven't encountered any guest voices yeah. yet, but the, the, um, that's the intro, the intro was done by his son, uh, his Aww, son, Ash cool. Paulson. And what I didn't know is his son's in the industry too. He, he's in the gaming industry though. So oh. he played a character, uh, from Metal Gear Solid, uh, Gray, Gray Fox. Oh, and, cool. uh, yeah, I thought that was really neat. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you can really hear, uh, in Rob Paulson's voice that he loves what he does. And I mean, I can't blame him. He, he voices cartoons for a living. It doesn't get better than that. And, you know, for him to recognize that 
and share his stories with us. I think that's a, that's a fascinating experience. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Is that new? Is that book new? Or yeah, did you just new. discover it yourself? New to no, you? no, it's it's brand new. Okay. Like I, I got a I got a press release about it. I'm like, oh shit! I'm not even gonna wait for the review copy. I want to just download this. Yeah. Because <laughs> I figured, you know what? I'm trying to get into the voice acting world myself. So hey, right. you know, I mean, this this is nothing but inspiration. So I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, and some, and sometimes it's it's one of those things where it's like, okay, yeah, you could get a press copy or whatever, but screw it. Like you want to contribute to that artist. And, exactly. You know, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, get it. We get a lot of press releases every day, but this one, you know, is something that I would have just gotten on my own anyway. So. Right. Right. So why not? Out. Do yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I, I'm that way with, uh, you know, I feel that way about requesting certain writers or artists stuff where I'm like, no, I just want to like actually support them. So, and then in the future, if it's like, we do get a presser item and then I fall in love with that artist, then I'll just treat their future works that way. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's actually how I ended up getting, um, the untitled goose game. Uh, my buddy, Bill, Bill Jones, he, uh, ended up buying it himself and then he got a copy to review. So he was oh, like, hey, cool. you know, if you, if you want a copy, I'll give you. <laughs> so that was cool. Yeah. It's developed by, the goose game. developed by house house. Apparently. <laughs> Did you say they're like within Nintendo or something? Or no, am I misremembering that? I don't think so. No, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of something else. Never mind. Yes. Yeah, I don't know what I'm thinking of. House house. House house. <laughs> So, I guess we should talk about this <laughs> funny thing that I found. Kind yeah. of funny. So, kind of fr- sad. Friend, um, uh, friend of the show, um, you know, our, our friends over at uh, the Feeny Call. I don't think uh, we can talk about this on the no, Feeny Call. No, no, no. So, you know, if you're here from the Feeny Call, thank you for listening. Uh, please don't, don't uh, you know, let them know that we're, we're talking about this sort of thing over here because we, we want to remain <laughs> friends. They can they can know that we're talking about this, but like I, I don't I wouldn't expect them to they we're talking about like the beautiful parts of Boy Meets World and we're like, hey guys, uh one of the stars is doing porn now. So You know okay, so when you saw that initially, who yeah. did your mind immediately go to? What do you mean? Like her picture? No 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 no. Or- well you you saw the headline with her picture? No, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to figure out what you mean. What I'm asking is like when you saw former Boy Meets World star does adult film, like which one did you think it was? Mm, should I say that? I thought it was. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was the actress Lady Angela. Oh really? Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah yeah yeah. Because it's. I mean, that's kind of like what happened with Family Matters too, with the little sister and everything. So yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah. It, it tracks. It's kind of weird. Uh, yeah. Who did you think it was? I thought it was going to be Sean. I honestly did. No way. <laughs> He's like, he has like a podcast about poetry and shit. Like really? that. No way. Yeah. Okay. No. All right. And he All does right. a lot of directing and stuff like that. He's like, he's still working. Okay. I knew it wasn't, I knew it wasn't going to be Ben Savage. It wasn't going to be Ben Savage. I knew it wasn't going to be Will Friedle. Or Daniel Fisher. Yeah. No. No way. No way. No way. No, I mean, I. Yeah, it makes sense. It, it, so it's Rachel from 
Boy Meets World. Yeah, yeah, or- yeah we should probably load it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the actress Matlin, Matlin Ward is her yeah, name. Yeah. So, and I mean, what's cool about it, too, is like, you know, she talked about it. She seems like, you know, she's really just... I understand that, and I'm not trying to shame her, but at the same time, there was a part in this article where she was talking about, like, the characters, Mm. and I, like, oh my god, I was really laughing (laughs) when I read this. (laughs) Uh, Oh, this is what she said. Um, They asked me to be a part of this, and I thought, I never knew there was anything in adults or porn or whatever that was this well done i i read the script and i was like this is really really well written there's so many (laughs) themes in this and just my character is so different than anything i've played before oh my my god this is really sad to me i'm sorry no i mean you know it's i don't know man it's a brave new world if she wants to get into this Uh, that's cool You know, everyone's like, got their own opinions on uh, the subject matter reform. So as long as it's not a cult, as long as she's not being brainwashed, she's not hurting anyone. She's not hurting anybody. Yeah. And it seems like it's a calculated move on her part. Like this is something that she wants to do. So, hey, have fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like I, I'm like. I want to send you this video of this TED talk that I just watched about how porn is destroying all of our lives and is like the new thing that it's this, it's, it's really fascinating. Um, Mm. It's this woman studies um, feminist professor. She's, I guess she's written a book on it. I haven't read her book, but I watched the TED talk and I want to read her book now because I think it's really interesting where she's saying this is going to be like, like an opioid crisis or whatever oh, type wow. of situation for this new generation. And oh, wow. okay. I mean, it would, it, so uh, it's hard for me to read this and not have this skew now of like, Oh man, this, this thing that we're like, no, it's cool. It's cool. Like, I don't know how I'm still developing how I feel about this industry. So mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, this is maybe for the full context of this. Um, I will when we post all of the links, I'll try to remember to post that uh, that video, that TED talk, and you can draw your own conclusions about it. But it's it's always good to like question stuff, you know. You know that's that's fair, and I, I gotta admit it's like the bar is so low from the stuff that we usually talk about, like the Nexium stuff and. All yeah. that. It's like, okay, it seems like if she really is doing this on her own accord, then I'm like, okay, this is this is the better outcome than being forced into something like this. Yeah. You know, oh, obviously yeah. the like, better outcome. Yeah, I mean anything's a step up from being branded like a yeah. cattle. Yeah, no shit. But like it it's just it, it was I don't know, it was a really fascinating um so I'm definitely viewing it through skewed. Uh, I actually think I might have posted that article in this before I saw that TED talk. I don't remember, but either mm. way, okay. um, I read that and I was like, "Oh, okay." So we got some Boy Meets World. Up- we talk about our love for Boy Meets World. We got some Boy Meets World <laughs> updates, guys. Will she ever on Girl Meets World? That's what I want to know. Did they have a porn star on Girl Meets World? 
<laughs> I don't know, man. Let's let's look because I know that they had an open door. She was. Oh, she well. was. Okay. Ah! There it is. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's a picture of her on that show. Yep. I forgot she was a bridesmaid at Corey and Topanga's wedding. Wait, now I'm questioning. Hold on a second. Now I'm questioning it because she... No, 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 no. I'm sorry. There's just a picture of her on set. This isn't like her in the show. Okay. I don't think. Okay. Because I know that that was one of... <laughs> so she was oh, just my. hanging out. Don't Google her name, guys. <laughs> um, I mean, there's a, there's a short window, okay? There's a short window of time. Right now, you can probably Google her, you know, yeah, get away yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, probably well, about a month or two. Though, just in case. What am I saying? It's porn. Probably a weekend. Yeah. You probably don't want to Google her after this weekend. Incognito. Just do that thing. Yeah, a little shady on- incognito guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I thought she was, but I guess that was a picture from set. So I don't know if she was actually on the show. I haven't seen all of Girl Meets World. I've seen a large portion of it, but not all of it. Um, yeah, I just thought that would be funny if she was on a Disney show. <laughs> Did you know that Jackie Chan did an adult film? What? It says here on PerezHilton.com, during some lean times in 1975, the legendary martial arts actor started a comedic porn film in Hong Kong called All in the Family. Wait, he, comedic? Now I really want to see this. <laughs> he apparently doesn't even show up until an hour in, but he does, in fact, do a sex scene in it with a famous adult film star. First As of all, of his films, getting an hour into the film. And no. <laughs> As in all of his films, Jackie Chan did all of his own stunts. I was drinking my my uh, <laughs> seltzer water uh, oh, when when you said he did all of his own stunts yes. and that was a mistake. The spit take. Oh, oh my man. god! Wait, so I have so many questions. Jackie Chan. I both want to see this and never ever want to see this. I mean, they give What's you. What's your five... consensus on something like this? Okay. You hear about you, wait, no, no, no. you hear about Jackie Chan. He's in a porno. What do you what do you do? You gonna watch that porno? I'm no, not. No. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not either. I'm I'm just not. <laughs> wow. Now see what's funny about the uh the Perez Hilton story, they speak about um Maitland Ward as if uh the movie already happened. It hasn't? Oh, you're telling me this it's already out? Porn is made in like a day, right? That's what I was getting at earlier, but I thought she was just talking about an upcoming film. No, it's already done and out and Okay. Yeah. Well, never no, mind. No, I then. think that she's like like now she's doing porn. Like that's her thing now. Like this is just the beginning of the uh In twenty nineteen she transitioned from mainstream acting to performing in pornographic films. Well, Okay, there it is. Okay, pornographic career. <laughs> I'm on Wikipedia now, so okay. yeah. Um, mid 2013, she started posing nude and topless on Snapchat and Instagram. Oh, honey, she gained a large following on both <laughs> sites. 
In in April 2016, she posted her first nude socials on social media of her body painted for a, a Los Angeles art exhibit. Okay. In 2019, she announced on Instagram that she will be performing in a pornographic film entitled Drive. There you go. She received support from her former co-star, Angela, from Trina McGee. Okay. Uh, And apparently, she signed with an adult talent agency in May of this year. Drive was released. (laughs) Oh, my God. Drive was released online at the website deeper.com <laughs> September 30th. You know, everything is just so punny. Yeah. Yep. The last thing that she show that she was on says rules of engagement. So. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> And now oh everybody Oh my gosh, knows. she went to NYU. <laughs> she studied writing and screenwriting at NYU. It'll come in handy. And, you know what? She's and revolutionized she's, and the industry. she's married and is still married. So, like, you can maintain a relationship doing porn. So yeah. Good for her. You know, some, some of those actors and actresses are, are even married to one another. Yeah, and that makes somehow, more sense to me. Yeah. That makes more sense than, like, apparently this guy is, like, a... Real estate agent. That'd be oh. a that'd be a tough that'd be a tougher transition. <laughs> yeah, just like a civilian. And <laughs> right, if you're both working in porn. Even if it's ones behind the scenes, ones in front of the camera, or you know, you're both behind the scenes. Whatever. Like you understand that industry, so yeah. that makes sense to me. Um, but yeah, having someone who's just like out there, yeah. So that wasn't Wall of Weird. No, that wasn't Wall of Weird. That was just <laughs> that was just me um, feeling like we need to talk about this for some reason. <laughs> we need to talk about Maitland Ward. All right, so I I actually came with the Wall of Weird this week. Yeah, you I, did. I, a couple I didn't have to that. do work. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> You're very welcome. The first one. I just want to get the, I just want to read the headline. Like, we don't even need any more details on this. The headline alone okay. is enough. Okay. I haven't read these, so go for okay. it. Okay. And this comes from BroBible.com, which is oddly a reputable source. Wait. Uh, <laughs> BroBible? BroBible.com. Move over, Comcast. DirecTV just charged the woman who died at the age of 102 an early termination fee. Oh, that is. Exquisite. Fuck. There's no other <laughs> word for that. Just absolutely wonderful. Wall of Weird. Friggin' DirecTV, you garbage. <laughs> like, I guess this happened before where Comcast forced a guy to prove that his wife wasn't dead. Wasn't dead? Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> I mean, I just, what do you do in, in scenarios like this? Of <laughs> this happened what? back in 2016. Imagine, imagine being a corporation, like working for a corporation like this is one thing because you, you got to have a job. That's totally separate. But imagine being like these corporate assholes. They're at the top. They're like, yeah, no, 
That's how we run business here. Yeah. We're cool with that. So here's a little excerpt. Everything was fine until we went to disconnect, and that's when all the surprises happened, said her son-in-law, John Manrique of Hayward. Albright died last December at the remarkable age of 102. The Congrats family... on surviving too long, Yes, friend. that's a long, long time. That's too long. <laughs> I family... went out way before that. You're dying on that on your own. The family yeah. has been repairing the house for sale, sifting through boxes, closing up a life that has spanned a whole century, which is why the last bill from DirecTV seems so galling. Even though she lived more than 100 years, Albright still received an early termination fee from DirecTV. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, you can't run, you cannot run your fate, which is, I guess, we're all going to get that. Early termination fee. Yeah, but if I'm like in the afterlife, I I don't give a fuck about what DirecTV wants at that point. Whatever, man. No, no. No, y'all figure that out. Uh. And it just is your kid's responsibility. And the second thing I have, um, it comes from Polygon.com. And this is one that good friend Archie Easter sent to me. It's something that we're going to have to post in the show notes because it has to be seen to be believed. Okay. Um. Now, I talk about wrestling quite a bit on the show, um, just yeah. to want sure. to antagonize you. And, and the other thing is because, you know, there's some fascinating things about wrestling. Um, yeah. This is, this is one of those aspects where... That is the word I would use. <laughs> that is an accurate word to describe it. Please, continue. So the deeper you get into the independent scene deeper. of wrestling... <laughs> Deeper.com. It, yeah, <laughs> pretty much... Oh man, so there's a guy. This, and this is, is brought to you by Deeper.com. Deeper. But not com. really. Please don't go there and don't give them your money. Don't don't associate us with it. Never mind. It, if Deeper.com wants to sponsor us, hey. I know? don't want Deeper.com. <laughs> I really think after the, the the discussion we just had, where I'm like, man, I'm really discovering this like other feminist idea about pornography and it's making me really curious because I want to be supportive, but I also need this and that. And you're like, sponsored by deeper.com like they will hire you as a consultant to feminist ideals yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah sure that's anyway. exactly what a website called deeper.com is worried about wrestling so <laughs> independent wrestling that's, is, hey, deeper.com has wrestling too they probably be, do well yeah they absolutely do they definitely do yeah. all do yeah yeah. So independent wrestling is uh it's it's unique in in, in as much as like there's gonna be some stuff that you wouldn't see on TV. The TV stuff you're supposed to suspend disbelief uh to the point that you really believe that these two dudes or these two women are gonna fight each other and they've got real beef, right? So on the independent scene, they understand that you're just there to have a laugh. <laughs> okay. They they understand the, the carny aspect of it. The the you know mm-hmm little song and dance that they put on, whatever. So sometimes you get a wrestler like Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy is a dude who looks like he's just, you know, a cool guy from an 80s movie. Uh, he's got sunglasses on. He's got his collar popped on his uh, acid wash jean jacket. He's got his hands in his pockets. And he wrestles an entire match like this. And he just could not be bothered, you know. He's just completely just doesn't care. But this dude takes it to a new level. This guy. 
Polygon.com says, Wrestler keeps playing his Nintendo Switch in the middle of matches. Oh, yeah. Who mm-hmm. wouldn't? I yeah. would. <laughs> and there's actually footage of him doing this. Many of us have probably told someone at some point that we just can't pause the game right now, but I'm guessing that most of us haven't continued to game through situations that could get our asses kicked or leave us seriously hurt. <laughs> the, th- the picture you see above is not Photoshop. That is Leroy Green, a professional wrestler whose shtick appears to be playing his Nintendo Switch no matter what happens. And in the picture, you can see Leroy Green holding the Switch with both hands, looking at the screen, but he's also mid-drop kick to this other guy. Oh, yeah. Now, see, I hear this, and I'm just concerned about the Switch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's my biggest concern. Should that be my biggest concern? No. Is it? Yeah. Now, according to him, he says, playing games and taking names is the mood. He wrote on Instagram, I take his name, but I much prefer the title. We only play big games and take big names. All right, so he's a little cocky. I don't, but... I don't understand what any of that means, but cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he needs to work on the trash talk a little bit. But yeah. kudos to this young man for making time to gang during his, you know, yeah. his, his, his hobby, his day job, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, we all talk about making time the game, but this man is really putting it into work. So that's our wall of weird for this week. Yeah, Thank he put he put the the time in. Do <laughs> what you love, and you'll in. never work a day in your life. <laughs> <laughs> he took that very literally. Yeah. <laughs> all right, folks, and if you have anything for the wall of weird, please. Feel free to send it our way. Yeah, we're always accepting Wall of Weird stories. It's my favorite thing. Like It's so fun. It, yeah, it's and and even if we don't get to it, we have a giant list of them that we have just as like backups in case we get screwed over. <laughs> but uh, we'd love to hear yours. Remember, yeah, I'd much rather read the ones that you guys have. So if you find weird stories, send them to us on any of the socials. We will give you credit on the show. <laughs> for it that's right we will and if you'd like to find out how to send us things visit lexandmattpod.com yeah all the information you could possibly want is right there yeah the all Twitters, of our the instagrams yeah all of our socials all that stuff all of our social medias yeah follow us on instagram we have a lot of fun over there you guys agree yeah yeah, yeah. i guess you can follow our other accounts too what's your twitter Matt? Oh, um, who am I? Mighty Ink Matt. Yes. Mighty Ink Matt. And that's the same on your Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I try I'm to keep not, things consistent. Yeah. I'm not on Twitter individually. I just use our Twitter. That's where you'll find any tweeting from me. And then on Instagram, at the Lex Lutes. You can find me on there. Also, yeah, it's great, because I get notifications on the Twitter stuff sometimes, and it's just like... There's some positive feminist message going on, and it's like popping up on my phone. I'm like, I didn't say that shit. It's because Lex did. It's always me. Right. Yeah. It's always <laughs> like, me. Man, I gotta pat myself on the back. I'm getting a lot of likes on. Oh, yeah. Wait, no, if that it's was Lex. if it's uh, <laughs> if it's about wrestling, it's Matt. If not, it's <laughs> possibly me. I don't know. We both wrestling, wrestling or ducks. It's me. That's how you yeah. know. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for those following along at home, Christmas in Duckburg is out now from Fantagraphic. So complete your Carl Barks collection. Uh, that is, you might as well have been speaking another language. What the fuck are you talking about? 
<laughs> duck books, man. Duck, duck books. books. Is that what you're reading now? Yeah. Is that our? Is that your pick of the week? I mean, it might as well be. Let's say that. Yes. Yeah. My pick of the week is Christmas in Duckburg by Carl Barks. Mine is Why the Last Man. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Hey, I'm going to be man. reading a different one soon because I have to read one for class. It's the so. answer and the question right there. Yeah, yeah. I have to read, like, I think next week or the week after, I have to read a graphic novel for class. So. Speaking of that, I need help with, a, with an assignment for my class. So I'm going to leave folks on a cliffhanger. We're oh, gonna leave it okay. There. Yeah, cliffhanger. Is it, is it next week you're going to talk about that? Yes. Okay, cool. So tune in next week for another exciting episode for... Uh, I fucked that up. Tune in next okay. week for another exciting episode of Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt Peters. I'm Lex Lutz. Be excellent to each other. Bye. Bye. Deeper.com <laughs> This show brought to you by Deeper. Go deeper in the dot com. Nope. Dot com? (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not that. (laughs) Oh, okay.